You're just in time for today's Power Walk Ministries broadcast, brought to you by Dr. Paul Cannings. Thanks for joining us. Today is the final message in our special Thanksgiving 2023 series titled Foundational Building Blocks for Giving Thanks. In Philippians chapter 4, Paul's own life is such a great example to us. Here is one who is facing such tremendous challenges, and yet Paul finds his hope by focusing on these building blocks that Pastor Kennings has been illustrating to us. Let's listen now to the final message in this series, Focus on the Things that are of Good Repute. This week we've been looking at the building blocks that leads to peace. So that we can rejoice always. And again, I say rejoice. What leads us in the worst times of our lives to be able to say thanks in all things? This is God's will for you. That's what we've been talking about all week. What makes people like Paul write stuff like this? When he's under house arrest, they're talking about killing him. Preachers are talking against him. The Jews are trying to get at him. He's lost everything. This is Paul's life here. He doesn't know. There's no lawyer getting him out. There's no legal justice going to fight for this case. Now Paul is his own lawyer. There's nobody to fight for him. Paul has no one. No family member coming to him. So we've been talking about these building blocks. And we're on the last ones here in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. We talked about truth. We talked about honesty. We talked about whatever is just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely. But now he goes on to say, whatsoever things are of good repute. Whatsoever things that are of good repute. What brings God praise? Whatever I do in order and beauty, I do it all to the honor and glory of God. Same writer in Colossians. Whatever I do, word or indeed, I do it all to the glory of God. So he says, don't lose the mark. He's just telling us in chapter 3, I'm pressing towards the mark. Not that I've obtained it yet, but I continue to keep pressing. So whenever people may talk bad about me, chapter 1, whether the enemies rise up against me, he's saying, I will still look out for what is best, chapter 2, verse 3 through 5. He said, I'm still going to do what is in the best interest of God. Why? Because in verse 1 of chapter 2, he tells us who's directing the process. In verse 1, he says, If therefore there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any compassion, fulfill my joy, that we be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. The person who's working on this is the Holy Spirit nurturing him. I want to keep that person working for me because that person, in spite of me, will bring out what I need for me. The peace, the joy. So he's saying, whatever God is asking me to do, because I'm committed to be lovely, therefore I'm going to love it all around my heart, my soul, and my mind, and therefore I can love my neighbor as myself, it's going to lead to a good repute because no matter what the person is doing, God is directing how I do it. This is something I remember years ago when our sons were young. And I know that our family and what my wife and I were trying to lead them to do would make people think sometimes they're strange and they're getting into junior high and high school. So I decided, talk with my wife, I decided to teach them how to deal with people that don't like them. It's just how you deal with people that just don't like you. You don't have to do something against them. You may just wear different clothes. You just may say things that make them laugh. You may say things that are just not cool. So how do you deal with that reaction? People will not always like you. But over time, let your character cause them to respect you. Over time. They can always blast your name and say whatever they want to say. But the Bible says, you stick with what's true so the facts will bear it out in the long run. Truth, I would teach them, always fights for itself. You don't have to fight the truth. You just have to be committed to it. When you're committed to it, it'll fight for itself because it's facts. When you make mistakes, you say, I blew it. Fix it. I could do that better. I could fix that a different way. Uh, yes, sir. I did do that. 
Even though it may get you in trouble, you still admit the truth. Because in the end, truth fights for itself because truth is not just a fact. It brings with it the Holy Spirit's power to work its way out. So we'll give truth time and it will fight for itself. And therefore, when your character stands for Christ, in the long run, the same people, even though they still not like you, will learn to respect you. People like Paul, oh, they were blasted. Joseph, oh man, had trouble. Daniel, workplace environment, very, very aggressive and brutal and abrasive difficult, political. Daniel went through the worst. He started looking at people like Job, his friends uh, calling him all kind of things. But Job knew in the long run, God, going to have to speak or I'm going to go before him and ask him, what did I do? Nowhere in the book of Job, Job asked for his stuff or even his kids. He wanted to be straight with God. So no matter, in the long run, we look at Job, the way God defined him as a righteous man. So he's not saying that everything is perfect. He's not saying that we will make mistakes. We will make mistakes. That's the pastor I said, hey, I blew that one. I could have fixed that. But I'm involved in fixing it. I'm not going to sit back and go, I blew it. Well, y'all pray for me. No, I'm involved in fixing it. That's why he says here, whatever things are a good report, what brings God glory? That's what I'm going to focus on. So if I mess up, what brings him glory? I don't know this man, blankety, blankety, blank, Peter would say. But when Christ confronted him, yes, Christ, you know I love you. You know I love you. David, you're the man. Yes, I accept that I'm the man. Tell me what to do. I'll get it done. So even though horrible things David did, he was accountable and willing to adjust his life under God's punishment. See, folks, in the long run, that becomes what we shouldn't do. And that becomes how we handle when we're wrong. It becomes a model. It's a good report, even though it's bad. If there is any virtue, I like that. Everything is excellent. Excellence, he would talk about it, how we get to excellence in chapter 1 of Philippians. So he's already explained excellence. Okay, we're not doing things half-hearted. One of the passions of ministry. No, we're going to do things with excellence. What could we best do for God? Philippians chapter 1 verse 9, he says, And this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in the knowledge and in all judgment, that he may approve things that are excellent, that he may be sincere and without offense to the day of Christ. Good report. He's been discussing this. What he's saying is that I'm approving the things that are excellent. In other words, this word approve is like a person who takes a white sheet, hangs it over. In those days, they did not have washers and dryers and stuff like that. I, when I grew up in Guyana, they put a string out there in the yard, and then you hang things in the yard. That's the dryer. But when you come to a white sheet and you put it up against the sun on that line, you look at it, and if you got spots, you take it back down and you scrub it again. You only learn the spots when you look at it in the sun. That's how a person approves what is excellent. In other words, don't get involved in things that are not excellent. And the only way you could approve what is excellent is when a person is committed, he's saying, to the knowledge of God. That's why he said that earlier on. Abound in more knowledge and in discernment or judgment. I discern what is right, what is good. So since I have knowledge and discernment, when I come to the sheet, I can see the spots. And when I can see the spots, I could therefore better understand what I need to do to purify my life. So therefore now I'm living in purity. I'm looking at the facts. So therefore I'm going to live the truth. I am walking with a commitment to honesty. I'm not going to say, oh man, that spot is not really a spot. It's just the sun and the way it hits there. No, I'm committed to truth. Therefore, and there's honesty. Therefore, I'm committed to what is right. Because I am doing these things and functioning in this way, he says, if there is any praise in anything, he says, I'm focusing on approving excellence. Give it praise. 
Even if your enemy did something great, give it praise. Speak positively about it. If there's anything to adore God about, just praise him. Just praise him. In the worst times of my life, I remember just being with a hootie and broken down on the side of the highway. Remember those days, you're sitting there. You were broke. You know, how are you going to fix this car? Can't call no taxi. There's no, there's no money. I had to walk. Trucks are blowing by so fast. My little Chevy Vega is rocking when they go by. He said, God, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm literally going home on a quarter tank of gas, driving slow to get there. I can't make it. I remember just saying, God, please start this car. Help me, Jesus. I don't know what happened. I went back in that car. Boom, it started. I drove back to campus because that was the closest place I was going to home right now. I said, these clothes going to stay dirty. I learned in the midst of all that. God has taught me, you got a car. You could pray to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. He sits at the right hand of the Father just for you. So use what you got. Use the power you have. You ain't broke. God has taught me even at a young age when I was young. Whatever things I prove what is excellent. Whatever things you, you can find, just give him praise. It keeps your mind in Christ Jesus. And as a result of that, those things that we have learned and received, verse 9 of Philippians chapter 4 says, and have heard and seen in me. Paul says, I modeled this for you. And I'm literally, he's literally modeling this as he writes it. He says, and the God of peace, the God of peace, not the peace of God, the God of peace shall be with you. You will not just with you here means you will experience him powerfully. Each moment that you trust him this way, put these traits in our lives, build this house this way on a rock when the storms are coming, not on sand, not on emotions, not on anxiety, not on fear. We build it on a rock. He says, when that comes, the God of peace will hold you, sustain you, strengthen you. You don't even know where you got the strength to get up off that bed because he just strengthens you. You go to work, you don't know how you're smiling, but you're smiling. You don't know how you could think straight, but you are. You don't know how you could look that husband or wife in the face and do what God called you to, but you find strength. You don't know how you could make it with the last few dollars you got, but you somehow hit that pantry and come up with an idea. The God of peace shall be with you. Well, folks, it's not what we face. It's who we face it with. Live at peace. Therefore, in all things, we can give thanks. For this is God's will for you. This is how he saves you from you. Stay focused. Thank you, Pastor Kennings. What a fitting scripture passage for this Thanksgiving season. These building blocks can surely transform our minds and bring about change in our lives. To get in touch with Power Walk Ministries, call us at 281-260-7402. That's 281-260-7402 or log on to powerwalkministries.org. And when you're there, look for Pastor Canning's book, Giving Fear a Knockout Punch. It will really help you replace your fears and grow in your faith. You'll find it at powerwalkministries.org. And now, once again, here's a brief word from Pastor Canning's. I would like to thank many of you who stuck with us this year. It has been a blessing. It has blessed us to get a lot done. It blessed us to get to Guyana. It blessed us to get to Africa. It blessed us to now have a partnership with Baptist Fellowship Association and United Baptist Conference. You've blessed us to be able now to have a relationship where we're now training pastors and leaders around the country and around the world. And these relationships continue to be established in places like Ohio, in places like Sedine, in Spring City, Tennessee. 
You have blessed us to get that done. And I first want to just say thanks to you. Without your gift, we wouldn't be on television, which draws people to those conferences and help pastors to see us and leaders to see us. You wouldn't be on radio, and whether it's Moody or whether it's Salem, whether it's TWR, across the country and across the world. So I pray in the name of Jesus that you would now continue that process next year. We need to raise $550,000. We pray that you would be a blessing to God for us to get this done now. So join us. Go to our website, powerwalkministries.org, powerwalkministries.org. You could do a QR code, PayPal, credit card. You could do different things to give to us. Come and get on our mailing list. 7350 TC Jester Power Walk Ministries, Houston, Texas, 77088. Get on our mailing list. Write in to us. It helps us to stay encouraged and to stay focused. Thank you so much for supporting us. Thank you for staying this journey with us. It is so encouraging. Thank you. Stay focused. Thank you, Pastor Kennings. And thank you, friend, for your support of Power Walk Ministries. To visit us online, go to powerwalkministries.org or call us at 281-260-7402. And now as we close, let's make every effort to focus on the things that are true, righteous, pure, lovely, and of good repute. And may the God of peace be with us.